0: You're listening to Brand Astrology, a podcast dedicated to helping creative women build cosmically good brands. I'm your host Lizzie Campbell, a brand strategist and designer, blogger, content creator, and coffee enthusiast. Ten years ago, I started a blog on the floor of my college dorm room and turned it into my full-time design studio and a network of over 50,000 friends and followers before my 25th birthday. And now I'm here to help you do the same. Ready to start your brand journey? Let's get to it! hey everyone welcome back to the brave creative podcast my name is lizzie benson i just wanted to hop in here really quickly to let you know that today's episode was uh the audio from a facebook live video i did in my facebook group anyways i just wanted to give you a heads up that that is what this audio is um So you might hear me like answer some questions or refer to like something going on um because i was on a facebook live but i wanted to leave the questions in there because we had some really good discussions that i thought were you know kind of beneficial to the topic at hand so anyways let's get into it so let's dive into day one we're kind of easing into it today a little bit with some chat about like mindset and goals and stuff like that for today's topic um like I said, be sure to download the workbook. It's got a lot of good, like, um, exercises and stuff that we'll be talking about later on that will be helpful to you. Um, Just kind of take some time and go through that um, after we chat or whatever you would like. Um, So first, I just kind of want to talk about your mindset as an entrepreneur. So I'm not an overly, like, woo-woo type of person. I'm definitely, like, interested in it and, you know, manifestation and mindset and all that stuff. But at the same time, like, there's no denying that the way that you think about yourself and your business can seriously impact your success or lack thereof. So there's an old saying, um, I don't know who originally said it, that goes something like, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. So basically, you know, if you think about it, if you go into every client call feeling anxious and you know, certain that they're going to say no, then you're probably going to be right like nine times out of ten. But if you go into these calls with, you know, confidence that you know what you're talking about because you do and that you can, you know, get the job done, that you're the right person for this client, then they're going to pick up on that energy, you know, no matter how subtle it is. And they're going to feel more confident in you and your abilities. They're going to feel confident in their choice to hire you. And it's going to lead to, you know, more yeses, more clients, more booked projects, things like that you know, like I said, it, it's subtle, but it's definitely powerful and it's definitely something that people can pick up on, um, even, even over the internet. Um, you know, I think, I know we talk a lot in this space about authenticity and things like that, and I think it's a very buzzword, but at the same time, like, you know, you can definitely tell if you're reading somebody's Instagram caption or somebody's email or something like that, and they're just kind of like phoning it in. Like, you can tell if they're not being super authentic, and I think that definitely comes across, you know, even via text or social media or anything. And, you know, I don't know about you, but that makes me instantly, you know, kind of distrust that person, kind of not really want to work with them, not really want to, like, hang around, follow them, whatever. Um, So I think a lot of times stuff like that comes from, you know, lack of confidence, lack of, like, self-assuredness. But I'm a big proponent of the fake it till you make it thing, which kind of sounds opposite of what I just said. But what I mean is, Even if you don't feel it all the way inside, you kind of have to project that onto the outside. And, you know, whether you feel like it or not, you know, a lot of people have what we call imposter syndrome in this space as creative entrepreneurs. They don't think that they are, you know, worthy enough to have the success or that they don't know what they're talking about. But the fact of the matter is, like, you do. That's just, like, the end of the story. Like, if you are in a position where you're like, I'm going to make this my business, then... I'm pretty much can guarantee you that you know your shit. (laughs) Like, um, and I know too, like we as women do that a lot more often than men do too. We tend to minimize our um, accomplishments, minimize our knowledge, things like that. So anyways, to get back on track, um, even if you don't always feel it inside, you know, feel like 100% that you know what you're doing, you just kind of have to take like trust the trust the process, trust your own abilities, and kind of exude that confidence um, outwardly. And eventually the outwardness or, you know, what you're kind of putting out there will start to match on the inside too. So basically, like, if you say something enough, you're going to start believing it, basically. So if you, you know, tell yourself and tell other people, like, hey, I know what I'm talking about, I'm good at this, I can get you these results, you're going to start feeling that same way yourself, and then you're going to get to a whole new level. So I'm huge on the fake it till you make it kind of thing. But just to bring that all home, I want to tell you in case you haven't heard it lately (laughs) that you have the power to create the life and the business of your dreams. The fact that you're here right now tells me that. You know, you are taking this seriously and you are well on your way to setting yourself up for success. Um, One of my favorite things to do when I'm feeling kind of like uncertain or like misaligned or confused in my business or myself um, is to spend some time thinking about like my future self. So like what is she like? What is she doing? What is her day-to-day life look like? And what steps did she take to make that her reality? So when you're feeling stuck, kind of envision, you know, what you want your life to be like. And you don't have to play it safe either. Think about like your ultimate dream life. Like what would you just like absolutely do? like kill to be doing. <laughs> think about that and then work backwards. Kind of reverse engineer it and think about what steps you can take today to start making that a reality. Because these things don't have to be, you know, huge monstrous massive steps. They're all this kind of like domino effect of baby steps. Um so at a certain point, you know, you just have to get started. You have to dive in the deep end and figure it out on the way down. And another Great way to kind of turn those dreams into specific plans is by setting goals, which is a lot of what we're talking about today as well, um, and a lot of what the workbook was about, if you've downloaded that yet. So, I personally try to set like yearly, quarterly, and monthly goals for my business and for like my personal life as well, so that way I have like smaller things to work towards each month and each quarter. As well as like these big overarching goals that I can keep, you know, kind of looking to as the year progresses or, you know, multiple years to. You don't have to have like a, a solid like five-year plan because like I'm not that organized <laughs> of a person. But, you know, you, you can start thinking like ahead and thinking, you know, for the future and stuff. But there needs to be, you know, a bit of strategy behind your goals. Otherwise, you're just kind of setting yourself up for frustration and failure. Um, So in today's workbook, I kind of outlined my system for setting goals that, you know, actually stick and actually get accomplished. So I'll give you a brief overview while we're here. So I use what I call the three A's of an effective goal. They must be actionable, attainable, and adventurous. So for actionable... um, That one maybe feels like a no-brainer, but I think it's important, you know, you, in order for a goal to be useful, it has to be something that you can actively work towards. So for instance, you know, just like a crazy example, um, discover an alien race, probably not an ideal goal because there's not like solid steps you can take to do that. It's sort of like a right place, right time scenario, um, but actionable goals can still be incredibly lofty goals. That's not to say that you have to like play it safe or play small. You just need to be able to see the clear progression and the clear steps that you have to take in order to work towards realizing this goal. And it's okay if you don't have every single step laid out as long as you have the first few, you know, you kind of will figure it out as you go, but you kind of have to have some sort of vision for it. You just have to be, you know, I'm all for dreaming big. Like I said, you just have to be strategic um, or you'll, you know, get discouraged and, you know, when you don't see results right away and kind of just throw it all to the side. And I know because I definitely have done that. I'm a big uh, idealist, a big dreamer. So it's been a practice, like, getting myself to be more strategic about these goals and not just say, like, oh, I want to do, like, this, this, and this crazy thing without actually thinking about you know, what can I do now, what can I do today to start making these a reality. So the next thing is attainable. Um, again, like I'm never an advocate of playing it safe, but you don't wanna set yourself up for failure by creating goals that are like so far-fetched or so lofty that you'll never be able to complete them in the time frame that you've given yourself. So a lot of this has to do with timeframes. Um, for instance, if you currently have 200 Instagram followers, It might be a bit of a stretch to set a goal of reaching 20,000 followers by the end of the month. You know, authentically and legally and stuff. (laughs) Um, A better monthly goal in this situation might be, say, to double your Instagram following, which would be much easier and is still a huge you know, step in the right direction and will get you incrementally towards that goal of 20,000 or whatever your goal is. And then save those loftier goals like we're talking about for... You know your one-year goals or your five-year goals or whatever. Definitely, you know, give yourself give yourself something like crazy and massive to work towards, but don't give yourself unrealistic time constraints because that's just going to frustrate you and you know make you feel like you're falling behind when you're really not. <laughs> and the final thing um, that they should be is adventurous. So, like I said, while your goals need to be realistic in order to work properly. You also have to give yourself something to sweat about, in a way. Like, you want to motivate yourself. You want to be working towards something that's big and lofty. If you're too lenient in your goal-making, or if you always play it safe, then you're not really stretching yourself and growing as a business owner, growing as a person. Um, You know, you don't want to set yourself up for failure. It's definitely a delicate balance. Um, But once you get the hang of it, your goals, you know, will really... Honestly make you unstoppable. Like if you can plan out anything, if you can, you know, set these goals and, and measure them and make them attainable and actionable and adventurous, then you're going to be able to accomplish pretty much anything that you set out to. So, I mean, <laughs> that's something that's been definitely a, a kind of a hard lesson for me to learn. Um, again, like I said, I haven't always been this most strategic person. I haven't always been the best planner. But having these kind of like structures and strategies behind the, the dreamer uh, tendencies that I have have really, really helped me. Um, you know, like I said, in the past, I would just like say something that I wanted to do like, oh, I want to, you know, have some sort of public speaking gig. But then I wouldn't like do anything about it. <laughs> I would just be like, okay, I have this goal. Hope it happens, you know, um, so, you know, having the dream and having the idea is the first part, but you have to work for it and, you know, set yourself these, these steps and these incremental kind of plans that you can start making things happen. Um, so I'm going to turn it over to you guys. If you have any questions, I think I've seen a couple of them pop up already. Um, so I will start answering those, but definitely don't be shy. Um, ask away. So Heather asks, when faking it until you make it, what if you're not truly seeing the whole 360 vision of it yet? So, I mean, I definitely, like, see what you're saying there. You know, kind of, like, if you're just kind of, like, kind of going for it, like, what if you're working towards the wrong thing? Kind of. And I understand that, but for me, um, in my, you know, personal life and my business um, and what's worked for me. I'm very much a perfectionist. I'm very much somebody who, you know, wants everything to be perfect and flawless before I start doing stuff. But the fact of the matter is you really just can't. <laughs> you can't do that or else you're never going to launch your business or launch your product or whatever it is that you are attempting to do um, if you don't just start somewhere. It's easier to start somewhere and like course correct if you decide you want to change your path or change, you know, your vision later on. It's easier to do that than to just never start anywhere and just keep, you know, hoping and wishing that things will work out. So I mean, for me like I'm like I said earlier, I'm a big proponent of like the kind of jump and the net will appear kind of thinking because I've had to force myself into into feeling that way, I guess if that makes sense. Um Just because, like I said, otherwise I will try to, like, tweak and, you know, fix everything till it's absolutely perfect and never get anything done. Which, again, doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help me because then, you know, I don't have a business. I'm not making money. I'm not growing my audience or anything whilst I'm trying to figure this out. So it's better to take, like, messy, imperfect action and just kind of, like, get into it than it is to wait until you have that kind of total vision because some, you might never have it. I mean, maybe that's just a me thing. I don't know that I've ever had, like, a total 360 vision. <laughs> that's awesome if you do. But I'm just kind of like, you got to just jump and start figuring it out. Because I really think that, you know, the kind of, like, on, on the field, so to speak, uh, experiences of, like, working through the first several months or first year of your business is such a valuable like teaching tool it's going to give you so many valuable experiences that you're just not going to be able to replicate if you're just trying to think everything through before you start so I hope that makes some sense I hope that's helpful (laughs) okay So Wilda says, how do you know what goals to put for yourself in the long term? I can always set goals for even six months ahead, but the rest of the year is always like, well, what are my actual steps now? Is it better to not plan goals too far ahead? I mean, maybe for you, I mean, if if it's something that you struggle with, like there's nothing that says you have to set, you know, those longer term goals. If that's not the way that your brain works, if that's not like what serves you best, then by all means, you don't have to do it. Um, but I would say, I kind of like to work backwards, though, you know, I, I've, I've previously had trouble myself having that like longer-term like view. Um, but I would just say, like, usually I like to start with like, pick pick something, like pick a lofty goal. So I'll give you an example. Um, one of my goals initially, one of my goals for 2021 was to write a book. Now, at first I wanted to be like, okay, by the end of 2021, I have want to have this book like out in the world. And as I was looking, you know, at my like schedule and like everything that I have to do and everything I have on my plate, I'm like, that just does not seem realistic. Um, it seems like something that's going to set me up for like disappointment and failure. So instead I changed my like yearly, like annual goal to writing the first draft of the book. And then I kind of broke it down like further from there um, and said like, okay, you know, by, by Q2 of this year, I wanna have like everything uh, scheduled, or not scheduled out, but like laid out and outlined. That was the word I was looking for. Um, and, you know, figured out like what I'm gonna write. By Q3, I wanna start like filling things in so that by the end of the year, I can have like a rough draft of it. And then I can go back and start refining it. And again, like, I just kept going, like, further down incrementally um, and breaking down, like, okay, if I want to have this done by this time, then I'm going to need to start working on this, this, and this. Um, So I guess my answer is two parts. Like, I would say if you are set on creating these longer goals, then start with the bigger ones and kind of break them down or, like, reverse engineer them. But again, if they don't, you know, if they don't serve you or if they don't help you, You know, you don't have to force yourself to do them either. I, you know, I feel like you need to do, like, what feels best for you and your business and the way that your brain works and, like, processes information. Okay. Melina says, how would you approach or at least lessen the overwhelm with these goals and the different categories of your business? Like social media goals, website goals, networking goals... Seems like so many areas of business, so I wonder what strategies you use to split it up. That's a good point. So um, I haven't done this in practice, but what's like popping into my head right now is, you know, I would say break them up into like the main aspects. So I would have marketing goals maybe, so that could be like your social media, um, website, stuff like that. Anything that's going to get you more views, get you more followers. Um, I would have your client goals or like revenue goals. So, you know, how ma- how many projects you want to take on, what kinds of services, things like that. Um, and then maybe you have like internal goals or processes or, or whatever it is that, um, you know, whatever other like buckets, so to speak, that they would fit in. Um, and then I would just, you know, write them all down um, for each like section. I love making lists. I'm I'm a big list person. Um, I use the, I use something called notion, which is like every different kind of productivity platform in one. So I really, really like it, but I just have all these like lists, um, for all of my like goals and stuff. So I would make, you know, like I said, different lists for different like categories and then go through each category kind of, and break them up from there as far as like the, time frames that you want to focus on them or like another thing that you could do would be like set you know what's like highest priority like what do you like absolutely want to achieve like no no excuses and then what is you know maybe like this would be nice to achieve but I'm not gonna like you know stress myself out over it Um, and so on and so forth that might help you break it down a little bit more as well. Oh, we have some Notion fans. Yay. (laughs) I love Notion. I just discovered it. They have their like personal plan is free now. Um, And I think I started using it like halfway through last year and I'm completely obsessed with it. (laughs) Do you do an end of the month, end of the quarter, etc. review and do a postmortem on your goals? Yes, I definitely try to do that. Um, Even if it's just taking a few minutes and saying like, you know, kind of checking off, like, what you succeeded at, what maybe needs to be pushed back a little bit, um, what kinds of, you know, like, what, what maybe needs to be rethought too because I'm all for trying to figure out, like, a, you know, a yearly, like, plan and schedule as far as, like, launches and services and clients and all that stuff, but it's also, like, I'm very much... The type of person that will like get halfway through the year and come up with this completely new (laughs) idea and just be like well i'm gonna do this now (laughs) um so you know sometimes you need to reevaluate halfway through so i would definitely say like that's a helpful thing to do um if you do focus if you do have like monthly goals um you know, maybe just do, like, a short session every month or just, like, go through your list and see, like, you know, what you can check off and what maybe to bump to the next month and then do, like, a longer, more in-depth reflection at the end of the quarter thinking about, like, what you, you know, what your yearly goals are, what you've accomplished, what you still want to, what might be not a priority anymore, things like that. That does help me a lot, too. I think that's part of the, um, part of the strategy aspect because if you don't really, go back for it, then, you know, you've written them down, but are you, like, actually putting them into practice? So, that's a good point. So, I will see you guys tomorrow. And in the meantime, let me know if you have any other questions and stuff. So, thank you all for being here for day one. I'm super excited to see where this goes. So, have a wonderful rest of your Monday, and I'll see you tomorrow. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Brandstrology. Be sure to follow along on Instagram at asteriastudio.co and find us online at www.asteriastudio.co. Links are in the description. And if you're enjoying the show, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or just shared the show with someone who might like it. See you next week.